We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's I don't hope I didn't say anything stupid. I wonder, I, I'd have to watch the video now, too, to see if the if the video shows the countdown. Like the how to fourth, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or do I just sound like a crazy person wearing a <laughs> wearing the same t-shirt again with a drunk ass for the grouch and a, grouch, a, a grouchy cat? Yeah. Great tea. <laughs> Ethan, what are you eating? I'm actually eating a um, <clears throat> a Moroccan style stew that I made um, a few oh. days ago. It's a recipe that I got from my my friend Tyler, um, who I'm Tyler. sure, yeah, Tyler up in Syracuse, who Colin knows. Matt, did you, you met? Well, you've heard about Tyler, but you guys have never actually met, right? Uh, I always can. I think I confuse Tyler and Chris, right? Yeah, probably. Tyler is Tyler's like a beer connoisseur. Although yeah, Chris, and, Chris is too. Chris brews his own beer. Yeah, Chris is from Fulton, though. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, okay. I yeah. just doxed your friend, but yep. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. But um, yeah, I got to say, I'm pretty. Uh, it's I don't make super involved meals that much, but I have to say, I'm pretty happy with how this one turned out. It's got a lot of shit, and it's uh, pretty tasty. If uh, is Tyler still in Syracuse? Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Tyler, if you listen, message me and and we'll send you some other half from like this way. Mm-hmm. I doubt Not he from listens. Like the, but well, that's why it's like it's a big if, right? You know. Yeah. Oh, and Ethan, he does, Ethan, he, Ethan just, he just froze like this. Ethan's choppy. Why is my internet he froze being, like this? Why is my internet being so fucking shitty? And we can uh, at least screw you, right? You're you're not on this podcast for your looks, so none of us are. <laughs> I'm really. This is super annoying. Can you hear me? This is why people listen to us. Yeah. No, this is what they want. Now we can. Up. What the fuck? <laughs> I wonder. So anyway, what goes into a Moroccan stew? Well, can you still hear me? You even hear Colin, me? is this just gonna be you and me tonight? I think it's just gonna be you and me tonight. I can hear you. You did, yes. you can't hear me apparently. We can hear. No, I can't hear you. You asked me what goes into a Moroccan stew, but I'm making sure before I answer that you can hear me. Yeah. Yeah, well yeah, but yes. it, now it's not lining up with your face. Yeah, we can hear you, but your your lips are moving, but your words are not. Okay, maybe now. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Do you think it would have okay. something to do with the fact Okay, so my one roommate is on a video call. He does a game night with his friends. So he's on a video call. 
And then my partner is downstairs with a friend of ours playing a video game um, on the uh, on the computer on like a fancy computer downstairs. I'm wondering if just like everything like is getting eaten up too much, all the bandwidth okay. or whatever. Think about it this way. You've got like one door and you've got like 800 people trying to squeeze through it right now. That's why. So there we go. So turn, see, do this. Turn your camera off. Okay. Yeah, we don't need to see you. I mean, you know, we'll miss out on our all of our mukbang features here with Easton Eats Morak and Stew. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you about it. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. So uh, you you sound not choppy anymore. So tell yeah, tell. Fine. Yeah. All right. Maybe that'll help. Um, maybe tell I'll turn off this echo cancellation. Stew. Hold on a second. Uh, I'm getting. I want to build the suspense. Okay. This is the most suspenseful episode we've ever had. Our listeners are dying for this answer now. <laughs> Two minutes and 49 seconds into the podcast, and they are just like, you know, they're screaming. They're screaming at their mobile device right now. Wait, two minutes and four. I've got four minutes right now. Yeah. Oh, really? You can, yeah. I got four Jesus. minutes and three seconds. <laughs> okay, wow. So apparently my computer really had was struggling there. Okay, <laughs> so four minutes, even more suspense, even better. Okay, <clears throat> so rock and stew. Um there is um, chicken, which is seasoned with um, salt, pepper, cumin, coriander, and uh, red pepper flakes. Okay. There um, are a bunch of chickpeas, aka garbanzo beans. There are rotel tomatoes, which have um, are also mixed with chilies. They come in a can like that. They're a specific type of tomato with chili peppers in them. Um, there's crunchy peanut butter, believe it or not. Wow. There is kale, and there is cilantro, and there is chicken broth. Um, and I serve it, uh, eat it over rice. Um, I think that's everything. It's, it's like a really nice flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That sounds yeah, good. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I need to use a lot of things in it. Yeah. I need to use like less peanut butter next time, I think, but, um, or, or healthier peanut butter. Cause, cause I just bought like regular basic peanut butter, which is just, uh, not, not healthy, but, um, you gotta use like that all natural. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I just love peanut butter so much and I was just like, oh, it'll be great. But like even a small amount of peanut butter is like full of fucking, you know, calories and, and fats and cholesterol and whatnot. Uh, not uh, much cholesterol oh, and good uh, fats. Poly yeah, and monounsaturated fats, they are actually uh, good for you. Yeah, but I think there's also a lot of saturated fat, which is not good for you. Uh, I right? don't believe so. Really? Peanut butter nutrition facts. Let's see. Not terrible. Uh, yeah, well, so okay. yeah, but okay. But 16%, uh, the one that I pulled up for smooth style, but that's only in two tablespoons. That's the thing, right? So like. But you also, fat. you got the poly and mono unsaturated fats, which are good yeah. for you. And I guess the one thing in this case is that it, is it made a huge portion. It made, it made a huge batch. So like even whatever, whatever like fat or sugar that is not ideal, it got like spread out over like a ton of different foods. So it got diluted, you know? But um, I'm I'm a big yeah. fan of the put everything in a giant pot method of cooking like yes. that. That is yeah. just good for me, whether it's a stew or a chili yeah. or my when mom's you, famous Tuscan soup. When you yeah. talked about what your mom does with the leftover turkey and everything, I was like, that's oh. genius. Yeah, you cook, cook, cook the carcass down, yeah. pull the bits of meat off. You make turkey noodle soup. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Woo. Yeah. Woo. It's mm -hmm. like my favorite. That's I, I like that more than Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving dinner. 
<laughs> I look forward to the turkey noodle soup way more. I think I would too. Now, 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 the important thing to note here, mom, if you're listening, um, it's a ton of work. Like the actual cooking down the carcass isn't, but like pulling the chicken off or chicken, the turkey off it, like that is a lot of work. It is not lost on me. Um, but man, like there's nothing better than like two weeks later pulling out a frozen Ziploc container of turkey noodle soup and heating it up with some butter and hot sauce. Ooh. Mm. It's like it's like mom's still in the room with you. That sounds really good. So but yeah, it's like chicken noodle soup, but just turkey instead. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Love it. And then I mean it's the same idea, Colin, right? If you have a ham and you bo- you boil down the ham bone yeah. and you make split pea soup, same idea. Um, or split pea or ham and peas. I don't know. One of those, one of those soups. Yeah, it's stuff. I don't know about much nice. about soups. I like chilies and stews. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, can okay. I start us off? I want to start us off. Go ahead. I think there's a conspiracy theory in the MLB right now. Because how the hell? How the hell did the Rays get this schedule to start the season? <laughs> like no freaking wonder they're not losing. Look at who they're like. Look at who they're playing. They're still playing. They're playing the Reds. They're playing the Reds right now. Yeah. They've played the Red Sox. They've played the A's. They've played the Nationals. They've played the Tigers. All expected to lose or be at the bottom of the division. The only team that they've played so far that's good is the Blue are the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays took two or three from them. So, like, yeah. I I say conspiracy theory. They want they want the story of Aaron Judge and the Yankees chasing them down all year. <laughs> well, Matt, hang on to the thought because we teased this last week, and I think we really do need to talk about this. You know, relegation, tanking, uh, and everything because it I think it plays into everything that we're talking about. Let me get through a couple quick hitters because it's been a while since we've had like a regular episode where I'm not dying of COVID. And, oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Glad you feel uh, better. <laughs> yeah, as I'm joking here. So not 100% better, but getting there. Uh, okay, really quick hitters. Uh, shout out to Austin, uh, friend of the podcast, Austin, who I met on Saturday. Uh, we went to uh, the NC State, Florida State baseball game uh, with my brothers. Uh, he's a listener of the podcast. He said, don't test me on anything about the podcast when he got into the car. And I was like, dude, most of the time we hop on, we have no idea what we're going to talk about anyway. Uh-huh. So, um, cool cool to meet a, a fan of the show. Uh, Ethan, um, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Um, and this is specifically for Ethan because, Matt, I don't think I've done anything where I can actually ask you this question yet. And yet is is the key word. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm working on something, but... Ethan, is there something it can you think of anything in life? This is a, this is a tease. You're not going to actually get the answer today. But is there anything in life that could make you completely jealous of me? Uh, but I'm not going to answer today. Well, I'm not going to give you the answer as to what I think is going to make you jealous. What would make me jealous of you? Um so, so am I? Am I supposed to give like my off the cuff thoughts on this? Well, what, what, what could make you jealous of me? Is there anything that comes to mind? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, 
Well, no, because if you had asked me this like 15 years ago, you know, I, I would have had like a certain answer probably like, oh, if you, you know, if you become a professional baseball player, I'd be pretty jealous of that or something. <laughs> but like priorities are different when you're 33 versus when you're 18. Well, I'm 34. Um, you're 34. True. Yeah, you're fucking old. Um, um, nothing, nothing huge comes to mind. I mean, if anything, jealousy, I mean, jealousy isn't the right word, but like what I, what I am sort of, what I admire about your life and what I would potentially be envious of, I suppose, is, um, you know, a happy and fulfilling home and family life, right? Like, uh, uh, a, a, a great partner, you know, and you guys have a great marriage, uh, great children and you guys like parent together well and you have you know like all of that kind of stuff like that if is anything it would be that um although i don't even know if i want kids right so it's different but um that's like that's the the thing that comes to mind i don't know i don't know what what angle you were you were coming at it from but well so yeah um, i i had a completely different angle that was like you said what could make ethan jealous mm-hmm. and what could make ethan jealous say like your uncle was john hartford Oh, that sure. would make Ethan jealous, right? Okay. That, that's something like, yeah. Or you said like, could, so I was like thinking hypotheticals. Oh, John Hartford okay. is is a banjo player, right? Yeah, well, he likes. also played he also played guitar and fiddle, and then he wrote songs and he sang and he danced. So he's a banjo player. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. So, okay, if we go in that direction, what would make me jealous would be if Colin had some random connection that allowed him to like have a meet and greet with Trampled by Turtles and like. <laughs> Have have like real conversations with them and like take take a take a picture with them. I was just saying like yeah like that would do tonight it. we're gonna invite up on stage whoever's in row twenty five seat easy and it's Colin sitting right yeah. right next to you and like Colin's yeah. like oh my god and he goes up on stage and Red Rocks like I could see mm-hmm. you just sitting there like like first he oh, start like that big clap and then he'd like want to kill him. Oh yeah no I would lose my mind yeah, yeah. that would be that's like my worst nightmare that's horrible. Okay okay. Well, this went into a much different direction than I thought it was going to. So, <clears throat> sorry, that's my I, fault. No, no, it's. Uh, I think it's good. And uh, Ethan, if you want to turn your camera on, just so we can like see your potential reaction if your video is working. Um, <laughs> I mean, we'll see how long it lasts here. <laughs> so I'm spilling the beans. People are going to hear this before. Oh no, Joe Paz. Something with Joe Paz. No, no. Oh, all right. Nope, 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 nope. Still, still, still not friends with Joe Paz. Okay, all right. <laughs> Working on it. Uh, no, so um, you guys know that when we first started the podcast, I connected with Trampled by Turtles, their band manager, <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> you know we we had some conversations. <clears throat> uh, during my paternity leave, uh, I was bored. And I just was like, hey, I want to I want to do some more podcasting, like for my personal podcast. And so I sent a message out to Christian uh, or who's the uh, band manager for Trampled. And I was like, hey, is the band interested in like being interviewed? And then I was also like, I just thought like maybe you'd want to be interviewed, too. It would be cool to you know interview a, a band manager. Randomly got back to me like a week and a half ago uh and was like hey i i got some free time like if you still want to hear a band manager you know ramble on uh let's let's set it up <laughs> and so holy uh, fuck 
<laughs> so last week, uh, Christian and I, we, we recorded a podcast. Um, uh, it's fully edited now and it's releasing on Friday. Um, very, very cool. Uh, very interesting conversation. Really, really cool down to earth, dude. Um, just can't say enough good things about it. Definitely go to my personal podcast or Nig. Check it out on Friday. If you're not already subscribed, go check it out. Um, <clears throat> he's with the band this week. They're doing uh, something something short before they go on tour again. And uh, he's going to talk to them uh, about, A, coming on this podcast, the band, coming to hang out with us. I mean. <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and uh, I talked to him uh, about Red Rocks uh, and told him that, you know, we're coming out and everything. I have his digits. Uh, we, we are shit. we are now connected. I'm not I'm not guaranteeing that anything's gonna happen while we're there, but I'm just saying like something might happen. <laughs> while Ethan, we're, while we're in wow, Rocks. Ethan, Ethan, if Matthew, if your boner lasts more than four hours, and make sure you call the doctor. <laughs> well, this is hilarious because so Colin now has is has a connection with their manager and has their number, and then my uncle who will also be with us. He knows their agent. So, mm-hmm. and that was how we went and we stood backstage a couple of years ago. Matt, that was the year before you came, but we went and me and Jeremy and my uncle went and stood backstage for one of their songs at um, the 2019 show. And um, so that's hilarious. That's just insane. I can't believe it that like both of you now have, have this like connection to the band. That's fucking crazy. I'm super excited to meet you. Totally lost his audio. Yeah, your your audio just disappeared. You said totally, and then we just didn't hear any more of you. Okay, the camera off. Okay, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Try it again. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes. Hello. Yep. Timing. Hello. Yes. Oh, now we're back. Good. 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 Um, Good. Okay. Um, I'm. I'm. I don't know. I don't remember what I said after totally. I think it's amazing. Um. I'm I'm really excited to listen to the interview. I what I'm what I'm kind of blown away by, and this goes for Joe Paz as well. And Colin, this is credit to you for just I guess reaching out to these people and just seeing what happens. But like, <laughs> how the fuck were either of them willing to do this? How was Joe Paz willing to come on and spend a half an hour with us? How was tra- Trampled is pretty big now. How was Trampled's manager willing to just go on your like? No, no offense to you or anything, but like he he doesn't know you from a hole in the wall or whatever, right? Like what? Wh- he, he went on your podcast and presumably what hung out and chatted with you for how long? I mean, half an hour more, twenty. Yep, forty half hour, forty five minutes. Yeah, I mean, holy shit! Like I'm I'm blown away that these people are just like willing to do that. It's amazing. I think the um, the I didn't I didn't get this part recorded because this was afterward but my favorite part was christian said to me he's like man you asked some really good questions and i was like yeah yeah i i, I do this for like a living so <laughs> yeah right i mean you've been doing this you've been doing it for a long time now yeah well not, not just not even with us. but yeah it, i mean the interview interviewing oh interviewing life, right yeah yeah <laughs> wow okay that's amazing yeah yeah i'm well, pumped yeah i mean uh I, I don't know if anything's gonna happen when when we're in Red Rocks, but it would be so. Oh, cool that I wouldn't to, count uh, on. Um, it would be so cool to to have them on the podcast and you know just get get to hang out with them and everything because that's why I, I he was like you know do you still want to 
you know, maybe talk to the band because they're going to have a little bit of time, you know, before they things heat up during the summer. And I was like, I mean, yeah, but it would be a lot better if it was with Matt and Ethan <laughs> um, yeah, on, on that podcast. And he's like, all right, let me, you know, see what's what's going on and uh, figure it out. But um, <laughs> I don't know what would happen. I might just like I might like burst into tears and then burst into flames and then and then I would be gone forever. <laughs> So, I mean, was I successful in making you jealous? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that does the trick. Yeah, that works. But, but, I'm, but in a happy way, it's a, it's a happy jealousy. Yeah. 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 That's okay. really, really, I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's incredible. Okay. <laughs> All so, right. I'm sorry. I kind of, like I was, I, I moved it in that direction because that's all I could think of that. <laughs> no, I mean that, that I, like I said, I, I just didn't expect anyone to, almost like say verbatim what was going to happen and there. Yeah. Did not, occur, did not occur to me at all. Yeah. Nice, Matt. The valid, the valid dick. <laughs> all right. One more quick thing. And then we're going to go back to Matt and we're going to talk about this because it's been pissing me off and I'm ready to talk about it. Uh, we have a mailbag question from cousin Greg, and this is pretty timely because Otani and the angels are in the Bronx and Mr. Otani is actually walking to the plate right now at 9:22 p.m. Eastern uh, with the uh, Wandy Peralta on the mound and one on one out, I believe, and the Yankees up by one in the seventh. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But the mailbag question, uh, not quite the same scenario, but similar bottom of the ninth with a chance to win the game for your team. Who are you taking Otani, the pitcher, Otani, the hitter, Otani, the pitcher, David Ortiz. <laughs> Otani the pitcher. Yeah, I'd say Otani the pitcher. I'd have to look up the numbers right now, um, and it's hard to say because he is truly elite at both. But I'm pretty sure that last year, um, and in general, trending across his like the recent years of his career, I think that he has generally been a slightly more elite pitcher than hitter. Like when you compare him against the rest of the league. I'd have to look up the numbers though to confirm. That's that's just my 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 gut. Yeah, so it all depends. It d- depends on like who, right? Is it against the Yankees? Because if it's against the Yankees, Otani the pitcher is garbage. But if it's against the Yankees, Otani the hitter, even though he only has hit, he only hits like two hundred. Yeah, yeah. But the, he, he's eight of thirteen. Eight of those thirteen hits are home runs. So yeah. like, yeah. fuck. Like like just last night when I saw the Angels were up in the first, and I was like. Just thinking to myself before I even opened the box, we're like, oh, Tony had a home run. Like, oh, oh Tony had a home Like, fucking shit, he did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and he closed out He closed out the WBC, right? He struck out Trouty? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he has experience as a, uh, as a closer. Yeah. Hmm. Kyle, what's your answer? I think, I think you guys have convinced me to take him as a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. I think he got to. Yeah, I mean it's hard. It's hard. Well, let's yeah. see what he does right now. Two and two, two outs, two on. Oh, and oh, Peralta yeah, still and Peralta yeah. stepped off the mound. Yeah. Um, I just also the other thing is like basic math is always on the pitcher's side in baseball. Yeah, true. You know, true. Um, yeah. Which 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 is a weird. Struck him out. Nice job, Bondi. Let's go, baby. Um, <clears throat> which is. Um, a weird, maybe a weird thought to have, but like something like this where it's so close, that's, you know, you can use that as a tiebreaker, right? Like, 
Like, even the most elite hitters are only going to be fine. Only the most elite hitters are what? Are getting on base 40% of the time, you know, oh, yeah. and they're the best. Yeah. The very- yeah. No, I think, I think we're uniform. I think, uh, pitcher, pitcher, cousin Greg, that's it. Um, okay, Matt, let's go back to your topic. Um, do I think there's a conspiracy? No, not for the Rays. Come on. That's, that's garbage. Um, do I think there is a serious problem, not just in major league baseball, but in American professional sports when it comes to tanking and when it comes to teams not fully investing yes i think there's a huge problem and the reason i wanted to talk about this is i saw a very respected writer um someone who i've I've followed for a long time david aldridge you guys probably remember him from his espn days uh there was i I don't know if you guys saw this because you're not as big in the nba but uh the dallas mavericks um very blatantly (laughs) uh, lost a game uh, about a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was um, in an effort to essentially tank. And, um, and, and David, you know, wrote uh, in his tweet that it, it would be dangerous for the NBA to investigate the Mavericks because then it would open up this Pandora, um, you know, Pandora, Box. Box. Yeah, yeah, box of of uh you know other teams that tank and that aggravated me because we see this especially in America we see this in society all the time whether it's the former president of the United States or it's CEOs in power whoever it is we often see them get away with not literal murder but you know using that phrase because it seems like people want they they don't want to go through the mess of holding people accountable uh and and they're okay with the the flip side of everything whether that be somebody breaking the law whether that be a team tanking you know whatever it is and the nba did investigate the mavericks and they did find them um they quite a bit right 400 500,000 I think it was like 750,000 yeah. isn't that nothing to an nba team right, though right right again it's, it's nothing it's, to mark cuban yeah yeah, yeah. chump change means nothing and it was probably the lowest it was probably like a ray rice level investigation where they just like quickly looked at things and were like okay it's very blatantly obvious that you tanked we need to do something but we're not going to look any deeper into this because we don't want to get into the messiness of the entire league and and what happens and this has really been a problem in baseball for a long time and we've talked about it on this podcast where we've had you know the Dodgers last year uh, even the Astros last year and the Giants the year before that and the Red Sox in 2018, so many historical seasons of more than 100 and what, what's that number, Ethan? Like more than 104, 105 wins. Yeah, it's uh, right around there where is. the line is. Yep. And uh-huh. it's happened so often recently. And a lot of that has to do with the unbalanced schedules, which that part has been fixed. You know, now there's a balanced schedule. But it, the, the larger reason for it is the, the, the teams in Major League Baseball and, and the teams in North America in general that there's no accountability because there's no repercussion yep. for tanking. You actually get well, rewarded. Yeah. So if anything, yep. uh, the, the athletics piss me off most right now. Yeah. 
and the owner is going to get rewarded by moving his state, like, like he's moving his franchise to wherever he wants to because he's yeah, it's like I, a real, I, real major league scenario. Yeah, the movie like, major league. Like when you when you hear that that a core group of athletics former season ticket holders are going to hold a pack the park night <laughs> right, because yes. they. They in want June. to show yeah. Yeah, in June against the Rays yeah. because they want on a Tuesday or whatever, because they want to show everyone that it's not us. We want to support the team, mm-hmm. but with, you know, with a, a stadium that's got straight cats and possums and the visitor, you know, the visiting yeah. broadcast booth with absolutely no upgrades to the fan experience and no investment in the, I mean, I mean, the Mets, the Mets have spent, as much as the Oakland Athletics and the next four teams in payroll combined, yeah. Um, so this guy is doing nothing to put a good product on the team. He's collecting revenue sharing from the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. He wants to move his franchise out of town, despite what actually looked like a fairly decent proposal from the city of Oakland mm-hmm. for that beautiful green sloping lawn, like lawn, beautiful lawn stadium down at the Harbor Terminal. That he picked just some random infrastructure problem that he had with the plan and said, I don't want to do it. Like, I wish there was a way to say like, you no longer get to be an owner. Like, but because the circle of white men or mostly white men, right? Like, like the owners got what, or the NFL's got what one guy from the middle East, like and one lady owner, like, but like, they're all buds and they're all in the same rich dude club. Yeah. So they're going to look out. Oh, well, well, and that, and that's the part, I guess, that it's not even confusing to me. It's just more angering than anything else. It's like, okay, d- at the level of what Trump has done and what former presidents before him have done, and you know, CEOs outside of of sports. When you just when you just think about sports, and you think about holding teams accountable for putting the best product out on the field every single year. Isn't it just basic math that you have a better product as a league? Yeah. Like, isn't isn't it as simple as that? And it well, doesn't that and 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 that's the part that's angering is because like the C, the the owners of the league will be like, well, they think they're pocketing a bunch of money, and they are. You know, they're 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 obviously swindling. You know, people like us. But think about how much more money they would make if their team was just fucking good. Yeah. Like yep. it's it makes well, seen that you're seeing that with John Henry this year, right? The Red the Red Sox have one of the lowest payrolls ever. He's gonna make a boatload of money. Yeah. Um, you know, but they're also seeing it like in their attendance as some of the worst it's ever been in Boston. And that's that's only a thirty five thousand seat stadium. Yeah. And that's, that's also one of right the there. and one of the richest histories in the fucking yeah. sport. And yep. and one of the most one of the most passionate fan bases. I mean, that's just like I don't know. It's, to me, that's like unforgivable. But <clears throat> so it it's just it's frustrating, right? Because I, I, my juvenile response to everyone who said like, "Oh, the Yankees buy championships." Like, well, I'm glad at least they're spending the money on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, but, all, but also, yeah. that's not true. That's not true. It hasn't succeeded. Like, well, I hate it, that no, fucking no, line. No. And, no, and no, no, it has it, succeeded it is, in, in, in 14 true. years, but yeah it, yeah, it is true. It's, it's not, it's not a blanket statement, but it is. Yeah. True. Yeah. They won one championship when they started spending like way more money than other people. 
they they still they still outspend be, because because this has been an issue with I mean Major League Baseball and probably sports in general for forever. Like uh, the the reason this the the most recent strike ha- happened in '94 was because there were there were actual teams in the red. Like that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. But there were teams in the red in the early '90s, and the Yankees weren't spending like they were in the early 2000s yet, but they were outspending. Um, and you know, the, the, there's a reason they built that depth, you know, up for the, for the dynasty run. Um, you know, and then, and then the, the one that you were talking about, Ethan, the 2009 championship, that one's, you know, pretty obvious, but uh, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm with Matt. I don't, I don't give a shit like that. That's a good thing. <laughs> like, and, and to your point, Ethan, like, I don't know how, I don't know how it works to, you know, where it oversees, you know, with soccer and relegation that obviously doesn't work with the, the way things are set up here, but it does yeah. seem like there needs to be something done because it, it's, it's ridiculous to what Matt was saying that the Rays have <laughs> gone through this, this schedule and it's only one month. And again, they're, they're going to, they're going to have their ups and downs throughout the year and, and everything, but it's just so pathetic to turn on a game and know that they're playing the athletics or they're playing the reds and be like, this is, this is not competitive. These are fucking professionals. This is not competitive at all. It's well, unfortunately the major leagues are probably the best example of why that will never happen. And it's because of their congressional approved monopoly that there will never be another, another professional league that has the, resources are cloud to compete with the major leagues. Yeah. So you see, right? Like like there's independent leagues all over the place, but like right. even those are like gobbled up by the MLB to test new rules like um like only disengaging once or what do you guys see that that proposal, right? That they're they're testing three new proposals in the Atlantic League this year. Yeah. Pitchers can only disengage once. Um there's gonna be a, a permanent designated runner and then the the double hook rule for dhs and pitchers yeah the otani rule the otani rule yeah um so right there's never going to be a competing league that like at least give give ms the soccer the budding soccer popularity in this country credit right at least there was enough popularity with mls and then like minor leagues like the ufl which united football league which is like essentially a b league that like oh they they can swap teams right and that not no one's ever gone down but as teams got more popular in the ufl um the mls would take them cincinnati is a great example right cincinnati or mls saw that cincinnati was selling out a twenty-five thousand seat stadium regularly for a b league soccer team and they went oh that's probably pretty good we should get them in the league um <laughs> And at least there is a prominent second tier league that is supported by teams in the MLS. Um, a number of teams in the UFL are B teams for MLS teams. Not complete though. It's not fully dominated by the MLS. It still exists and has a good following across the country. And that that's where you get that potential for relegation, right? Um, it just happens. So happens to be that the MLS is an expansion mode. And instead of regula- regulate, regulating, relegating teams, they're just absorbing popular teams out of the UFL. Right. Ooh. It's yeah. um, 
it's it's uh i don't know i mean because i never right i never followed soccer or knew anything about it so i didn't even know about like relegation and promotion and then the reason i had brought this up right a few months ago on the pod um was was from ted lasso which i think i mentioned at the time Mm -hmm. and it just seems like such a no-brainer to me and obviously like there are all these obstacles like matches under uh like that like matches said and i get that i understand that um it just seems like such a tragedy to me. Like, like it's just the, the, the fan bases are just getting fucked. Right. Like we, we could, this, this whole, the whole system of, of, of relegation and promotion, it just seems, it seems so good. It seems so fun. Um, and, and like every team has reason to try to be competitive every year. Tanking yeah. no longer becomes a thing. How is that not just better all around? The fan bases are just going to be happier. They're going to be more engaged. I would imagine that the athletes would be happier. Like, do we really think that these people in the MLB and the NBA and whatever are enjoying tanking? Like, these people are insanely competitive and driven. That's how they got to that fucking level in the first place. Like, those Mavs guys that sat that game. Do you think they were happy about that? Like, no fucking chance. Are the athletics <laughs> happy? Or- and you're highlighting the difference between like Kobe Bryant and James Harden. <laughs> Yo, you're, so you're saying James Harden is is fine with it then? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Kobe Bryant would not would, hates losing. He like Michael Jordan hates losing. James Harden, nah. Like, I don't know. You know maybe get, get me a couple snacks. I'll chill. I don't know. Maybe, but I don't know. It, it seems to me like. Like maybe there's not as much of that as we are led to believe. Like there are certain narratives I think about all of these, all of these sports about, you know, this person wants to win more than this person and blah, 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 blah. But like at the end of the day, I, all of these people, when they talk about like their best moments in the sport or what drives them the most, it's always about like a championship for the team. It's not about like, Oh, I want to win three MVPs. It's, it's about like, I want to win the fucking championship. So, uh, I'm not saying that there aren't days or or months or even longer where it's maybe where the people aren't feeling the drive quite as strong, you know, and, and I'm not saying that everybody feels it to a Kobe and MJ level, but I still have trouble believing that that these people are in general just fine with the tanking. I mean, sure, I'm, I, I, I'm sure there are exceptions, but I don't know. It's it's well, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe there are a lot of people who are cool with it. And if that's the case, then that's just really depressing. Well, well, not not highlighting a tanking argument, but you also just highlighted a Aaron Rodgers argument, right? He always talks about how <laughs> he likes playing at an elite level and can win MVPs, but he hardly ever talks about the team winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> so Oh, <laughs> funny. Okay. So all right. Yeah. So so there are exceptions. There are exceptions then. Um, see, but I I, I don't even think that plays into to tanking like i'd be okay with well okay so it's like uh, are you do you want willie mays hayes on your team or do you want willie mays on your team and and do you want willie mays hayes trying to win an mvp or do you want willie mays trying to win an mvp you know it's like that ultimately the the level of play of each individual on a team is what brings you a championship. So, you know, whether, or whether or not somebody is like the quote unquote quintessential team player that just talks about winning a championship, it's like, do you want the scrub out in the field? Like the athletics have for 24 out of their 26 players, or do you want, you know, like at least 
replacement level players on the field <laughs> who have a shot at getting better, you know, and, and, and everything like that, that part for me is, I think like the, the bigger issue is it's just like, there's no care for who the athletics, for example, are putting out onto the field. And they think people are just going to show up and buy tickets and, you know, give money to the, to the regional sports network or whatever the fuck ways that they make money. Like owners, owners really think that people will just spend money because it's a major league baseball team. And I don't know. It's uh, it's terrible. And also with just to stick with the, uh, with the athletics example too. One other thing I thought about is like, I mean, Billy Bean is being kind of wasted. Like one of the, one of the great, baseball executives probably one of the great executives in sports in general like probably in history uh or you know maybe at this point he's gotten his his reputation has gotten a little overblown i don't know but i i think like i think it's totally fair to say that he is one of the best and i feel like he's kind of being wasted um and it is in into what you were just saying colin like i hope that uh, athletics fans say like you know, fuck this. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to go. I mean, th- these people need to be punished somehow. Uh, it's an, it's an insult. It's an insult to the fans. Yeah. And, uh, and to, to, to me, it's, to me, it's unconscionable. Just love the athletics. Three of their starting five are Yankees prospects. <laughs> oh, really? Cap, Caprellian, JP Sears and Ken Waldachuk. I wonder if they'll do uh, if they'll do anything this year. Also, by the way, Carlos Rodon had a setback today. I saw something I saw about that. that. And also, G is going to be out for like six weeks with his fucking hamstring. Oh, that reminds me. Okay, so obviously we've talked about this, and we know it's horrible. G gets hurt all the time. It doesn't make sense, right? He is like a Greek god of a human being. You look at him, right? He's like he's like the most ridiculous specimen, right? 6'5", like 250, you know, he looks like he could do anything, right? But he's hurt all the goddamn time. Colin, you would have seen this, I think, already. Joe Paz wrote about it. Matt, I don't think you would have seen it. But apparently, like the day after G went on the DL, or maybe like the first day that he did, on the radio broadcast, John Sterling apparently said something along the lines of, um, maybe his muscles are too tout. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. That's like the actual quote. And I'm just like, I was dying. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, like he just doesn't give any, he doesn't give any shits anymore. I mean, what kind of thing is that to say as like the play-by-play guy? Like, maybe his muscles are too tight. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Like, that's, I just, I can't even imagine like saying that on a, on like a, an important broadcast. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's so hilarious. I, but uh, blew me away. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that he always gets hurt. Uh, they were talking about this on one of the other baseball podcasts I listened to. It seems like he always gets hurt on the bases. Uh, he They always worry about him getting hurt in the outfield. And yeah. He never seems to get hurt out there. I mean, I'm sure it's all connected, right? But, um, yeah, just super unfortunate. And uh, Does he just not work out or what? Like, is he just not doing the conditioning he's supposed to be doing? How does somebody who could be like an NFL tight end get hurt this much? I mean, I think it's pretty common. I, I think the fact that I mean, even even G has stayed probably healthier than most people his size in Major League Baseball history. You and think it's like more fact. of a day-to-day thing then? Because like, I don't know, how often are NFL players, like like how often did like Gronkowski miss 
uh, like a significant number of games every season. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, remember they they have, you know, that's that's the beauty of the NFL. They have they have a seven you know seven day recovery period. Well, but but they're still practicing and stuff during the week, yeah. aren't they? Uh, I know it's CBA less intense. Rules, CBA yeah. rules limit the amount that you can hit these days, and yeah, yeah. And, and you get veterans Veterans Days off, and yeah, I mean, basically they don't even, they don't even practice till Wednesdays. Okay, so so you guys are saying that that with baseball, you think it's more of the 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 day to day grind that is the, the the primary cause of this. I would guess because the or sport is stretching. Yeah, because the sport itself. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Because the sport itself, like let's not kid ourselves, like the sport itself is not nearly as demanding as like any of the other major sports, at least not not as much as like football, basketball, or hockey, anyways. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I I mean, there's still something to be said about wearing those metal cleats and that hard, you know, ground every single day. It's not as bad as probably you know running up and down a basketball court, but can't be easy on your body. Right. What's the deal with Rodone? What What's his setback? How How long did they say? Back tightness. Getting an MRI. Jesus Christ. Yep. Cash just has the worst luck with pitchers, whether it's trades or free agent signings, even even the ones that look like fucking genius moves. Well, well, let me well, let me ask you let me ask you guys a question since you brought this up. Okay, think about think about just the Yankees off season spending. Rondon, um, even includes Montas last year with the trade, retaining Judge, bringing up Volpe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there was one other. Um, Resigning IKF to a six billion dollar deal. There we go. <laughs> do you do you think that the Yankees went bargain hunting over the off season? Uh, not between Judge and Rodon. I mean, I think just them on their own means no. What about you, Matt? I think they have the means to spend well beyond the salary cap, and they chose not to. Right. But did they? But did they go bargain hunting? I think they have the means to spend well beyond the salary cap, and they oh chose my, not to. Oh my god! <laughs> well, so this is an accountability. I guess portion of the podcast. I'm so fucking sick and tired. And it happens mostly in New York, but I'm sure it happens across the sports landscape. It happens in politics all the time. It happens anywhere where there's clickbait. I cannot stand when New York writers say that the Yankees are stale as an organization. And that the and, and we've already talked about that before and how bullshit that is because of what you know, uh, Rizzo said and, you know, all that, all that type of stuff. But then I saw a headline that said, you know, the Yankees, the Yankees are in the position they are right now because they went bargain hunting. And I'm like, no, they didn't. Yeah. That's so dumb. It's, it's, it's not even, it's not factual whatsoever. No. Yes. Are they, are they having some bad luck with injuries? Of course. But you look across the league, there's a lot of teams having some fucking problems, including, including the Dodgers, which also this is, this is maybe a topic for another day. Very quietly, the Dodgers have started spending less money, like I said on this podcast almost two years ago, because they are very quietly getting to the point where they're like, wow, we are we are repeat offenders of this luxury tax, and it's not worth it. 
Oh no! I think everyone was like, "Oh my god, the Dodgers! They spent all this money, blah blah blah, and everything. You know, all the fucking talent they just let walk away. Trey Turner, blah blah blah, and everything." Okay, okay, Turner's like thirty-eight. Okay, no, he's no, no. You're thinking of a different Turner, Justin Turner, Justin Turner. Yeah, Justin Turner is not that good. Trey Turner is really fucking good, and is twenty-nine. He's right in the middle of his prime. Hey, there we go. Yep, single because game's tied up now. So that's that's a big yeah. Gio Urshela, by the way. Yeah, I was game. hoping. I was. I was. I was looking at his WAR versus uh, IKF and Donaldson's, and uh, while the IKF plus Donaldson is greater, um, I do miss Geo. But uh, no, I don't think they. I don't think they don't think it's worth it, Colin. I think they're they're saving money for the Otani sweepstakes. That could I mean be. that might be true. And if but that's the, the case, the, then cool. Yeah, and, and but it, regardless, the fact that somebody fucking said that the Yankees are bargain hunters. That's so dumb. I mean, they shouldn't have resigned IKF. Why? They need the depth. You've got, you've got. Cabrera's already been hurt. Cabrera. Cabrera's not that good. New, got, New York play multiple infield positions. You've got DJ can play multiple infield positions. You've got. He's already been hurt. You've got uh, Oswaldo who can play multiple infield positions. I'm telling you, IKF just like Hicks, they're just insurance players. And you need the Yankees, that. That's why you have a roster of 26 people. According to, uh, I don't know if this website is the best or not, but Spot Rack, it looks like. Yeah. 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 Okay. The That's Yankees, pretty good. Yeah. The Yankees have the second highest payroll in the league at $279 million. They're not fucking bargain hunters. New York New York media people are, are just stupid and inflammatory a lot of the time. I mean, I see those kind of articles. They show up in my feed all the time, especially from like NewJersey.com, NJ.com. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot from there. But all these websites, and also the Yankee blogs, by the way, a lot of these like popular Yankee blogs do the same fucking shit. Um, and I get it; it gets it gets clicks, and it gets like fired up people to just go and be like blah 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 and complain because that's what they want to do. It's like it's just like you know, it's the written version of Mike and the Mad Dog, their callers and everything, right? That like like I get it; I understand um, that all of these people exist and everything like that, but. But no, I agree with you 100%. I think it's I think it's so dumb and to 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 level that accusation against against the Yankees it it just it's literally it just it does not it does not stand up to even the most basic level, the most simple level of scrutiny. Like literally what I just did looking at their payroll rank for this year. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you can say like, "Oh, they could have they could have signed more people this year or whatever, blah 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 blah." Fine they still have a $279 million payroll. It's still the second highest payroll in the game. Like they are not bargain hunters. Uh, you know, that's, that's just so dumb. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, bargain hunting to me is what the athletics do, right? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. All of those teams. Yes. Yeah. Not, not necessarily how bad they, they are this year, but just in general in this Moneyball era, like that's, that's bargain hunting. Yeah. What, Teams what like that, that whose owners refuse to spend money. Yeah. That they have to, they have to be bargain hunters. Yeah. So yeah. it's, oh, and Rizzo, Rizzo was retained. Like Rizzo I mean, too. That's on. right. It's, it's just so fucking stupid. And yeah. I just, I, I, I just want people to hold the media more accountable for the things that they say and for the things that, that they they write about like it's it's just bullshit it's not the same as i get it as like politics and but it's because of things like that that 
people get away with just saying whatever they want. And then people believe it. I mean, there, there are people out here who think the Yankees are bargain hunters because they saw that fucking headline. And, and, and like, it, it, it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but it's like, come on, just, just be accurate. Like just say that you're, you're upset that, that they didn't get, I don't know, fucking Trey Turner or, or, or someone or Justin Verlander, but don't say that they, they bargain hunted yeah, because they, like, they retained yeah. the former, the, the, yeah, the former MVP, the reigning MVP who just missed hitting another yeah, home run. Just missed it. Yeah. Like when you retain the reigning MVP, you are not bargain hunting. Yeah. Especially at a $40 million annual value contract. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. God. Stupid. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Matt? boys. Matt's got a face. I just was trying to think of like all the Franchi Cordero type signings and if I could uh, come up with an argument for that. But well, you know, you know what they say, Matt. You can bet the Ranchi on Franchi. So, <laughs> but I mean, even that, you you have to fill out a roster somehow. Uh, I was trying to think of something stupid, like you you don't build houses without a carpenter or something. For like, uh, yeah, right, carpenter right. Something. <laughs> I like that. That's good. I actually wonder what Sterling's call was for him. Yeah. Carpenter nails it. Oh, is that what it was? Carpenter oh, okay. It, yeah. Okay. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. What was the Volpe one? I heard it, but I didn't actually catch what he said. I listened to it, but it was like not clear to me. Do you guys remember? I don't remember off the top. What of does the fox say? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. I'll have to look it up again. I can't so remember. Sterling, Sterling wouldn't get that reference, but. <laughs> no. God, I hate that song. <laughs> yeah, they're they're Scandinavian. It's okay. Cut, cut Matt, it. I'm surprised that you have any, uh, a knowledge of anything so modern, considering that you still value batting average. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a core component of OPS. Ugh, it's it is it is unnecessary, completely unnecessary. <laughs> core component oh you you need on base percentage and slugging percentage you don't need batting average it's useless it's fucking useless <laughs> and that logic signs you someone like joey gallo <laughs> okay and joey gallo happens to be somebody who chokes in new york that was just <laughs> bad luck that's not to say that he is a bad player overall Maybe if he had a higher batting average, he would have been better in new york city i'm just saying <laughs> if he had had a better ops he would have been better in New York City. And a higher batting average would have given him a higher OPS. That's true. But he could have had a higher <laughs> OPS. He could have had a higher OPS without uh, a higher uh, batting average. We need, to, we need to spare our fans. Our no, fans. Never. Um, we're going we're gonna to debate about this forever. Every episode for the rest of time. <laughs> so that's just the way it is. Anyways. Can you guys give me a, a uh, title for this episode before we go? You can bet the ranchy on French. <laughs> uh, or what? What makes Ethan jealous? Um, tech, uh, technical, uh, technical issues. Ethan can be heard but not seen. Yeah. <laughs> what goes into a Moroccan stew? What goes into Moroccan stew? <laughs> like I'm chock full of them right now. You are chock full, and I don't actually know. That was just the way my friend described it. He said that it was like a Moroccan stew kind of thing. So, listeners. If what I described sounds nothing like something that you know of, if you actually know Moroccan cuisine and what I described uh, does not sound like anything like it, just keep it to yourself. Uh, it's fine. Okay. We don't care. We no. Don't. 
No, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. It's unnecessary pedantry, okay? And I'm the king of pedantry, but I'm just saying in this case it's unnecessary because I don't actually fucking know. That was it's just an easy shorthand. Okay, then then here let's test this unnecessary pedantry here. So I'm looking forward to the day that we have bluegrass band trampled by turtles on our uh, show in the future. Okay, that is necessary pedantry, you motherfucker. Okay, there there is a line, and yes, that is over the line in terms of I know. Where the pedantry. I had purposely crossed the pedantry. That line. The pedantry is necessary there, no doubt. Yep, yep. Unbelievable, unfucking believable. Also, shout out to. Uh, Friend of the podcast, who we need to have on, if you're listening, uh, Lorraine Pascarella, right? That's her new name. It's her new name, right? Okay, good. I'm trying to do yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Top of that. Yeah. Um, you know, she was she was she was sending beer recommendations the other day, but she then tasted it and said, "Don't drink it." But um, a rainbow cookie stout it had me had me captivated, and then she said it, it was one out of ten. Stick to the actual cookies. <laughs> So anyway, shout out to Lorraine. Uh, I still want to try it just because it's me. <laughs> did you look it up yeah, on Untapped? I'm very curious. Yes, I did. What was it? It was mi- middle of the road. Middle of the road. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Ethan, any shout outs for you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not off the top of my head. Yeah. Well. I wouldn't expect any with yeah, the way so. that you respond to that every week. Yeah, you know, I just, uh, yeah, whatever, you know. Shout out to Jeremy Ertz. Uh, continue to book kick-ass bands up in Burlington, Vermont. There you go. That's that's very nice. Brother Jeremy. Yeah. All right, boys. We are. Yay. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.